Welcome back to Fulfilling Life's Yearnings. Today's episode is with millennial coach, author, and public speaker, Haley Yatros. Coming live from the Fly Studio in Commerce Township, it's the Fulfilling Life's Yearnings Podcast! And I'm your host, Blake Giovanni Thomas Soule. And if you're ready to be your best by writing the script of your life to whatever you want it to be, and taking action on your dreams, then this is the podcast for you. It's time to enter the fly zone. Hey, what's up? It's the fly host you love the most, and I'm back with another episode to help you get to where you need to go so that you can fulfill your life's yearnings. Today, I have another special guest for you. Her name is Haley Jordan Yatros. And Haley is a millennial coach, author, and public speaker. She is a creative mind behind the Millennial Makeover, Who Are We and Who Do We Want to Become? And it's earned the highest award in the highest, oh, excuse me, the highest award of achievement in the legendary Dale Carnegie course. She also has her Bachelor's of Arts in Psychology and Human Development. And she is truly in love with people and wants everyone to experience the freedom she now possesses. Haley is passionate and lit on fire to help her generation to, be, to believe in themselves and push through any fears they may have around making their dreams come true. Now, you can connect with Haley on Facebook and Twitter and her YouTube channel where she gives advice on living a creative and inspiring life in your 20s. And not, not but least, Haley has also been published in Elite Millennial and Millennial Magazine, has spoken for Bullseye Telecom, Michigan State University, Heartland Chamber of Commerce, Mental Health Group in New York, and Dale Carnegie Training in Southeast Michigan. So work with Haley, take a step towards the freedom you crave, and undergo your own millennial makeover. She says we are all in this together, so let's make a splash. I love that intro so much. Uh, Haley, <laughs> welcome to Fulfilling Life's Yearnings, and, and thanks for joining me today. Gosh, thank you so much for having me, Blake. I just love your voice. You're so wonderful. Thanks for having me. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. So this, for starters, um, what I normally want to do is just talk about who you are. Again, I do love the intro. So without that, who, who was Haley? What can you tell us about yourself? Gosh, who is Haley? I'm still trying to figure that out. <laughs> no, I'm just, no, I'm just kidding. But it's true, you know, we're all still kind of figuring it out. And like, especially like our lives in our 20s, like, you know, how are we supposed to know, you know, who exactly we are, or what exactly it is that we want right away at our age. So, um, but I, what I can tell you and what I do know about myself is that, like you had mentioned in the intro, I am just so in love with our generation and with people and helping people just not feel stuck and just like really live the life that they want to and the life that they love. Because I know it's a cliche, but you know, life is very precious and it is. And so I'm committed to this generation and I'm committed to everybody working together like just fulfilling and helping each other. Like that's why I love that you're doing stuff like this and I, you know, I'm doing the things that I'm doing and it's not for us, right? right? Like you're doing this for other people. And so essentially what you can say, who am I is I am a life force that is here for other people. And I'm here just to really 
like like I said, make a splash in our generation and really help but what they need, like what they need help in, like what areas, not what I need, but what they need. And then essentially it helps me because I got the same problems. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope that answers your question. No, it does. She just gave you the hint. So she helps other people so she can work through her own things as well, which is which is what yeah. a lot of people do. I think that's one of the best ways to do it because if you can help someone else with an issue, it kind of gives you a different perspective on on the different challenges that you might be going through in your own life. So that I think that's right on the money. And can you talk about you know, how old are you right now? I am currently 22 years old. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm 22. So the the, the special, I don't know yeah, yeah, but so I'm the, feeling 22. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love I love Taylor Swift's music. I actually just did an episode about her as well. So, did you? Yeah. Oh my god, that's funny. <laughs> I talked about her at the uh, at the VMAs with with all of her girlfriends and and how how important it is to have like a great group of friends. That is such a good topic. Yeah, so, I, so I was talking about that on there. So 22, that's a great age and. The reason why I wanted to have you on is because you're a millennial. I'm a millennial. We're both doing things that, you know, are centered around giving back and and helping other people out and trying to lift up their spirits. Can you talk about, you know, why this was important for you to do? Like, was this something that was huge for you growing up or where did this development come from? Yeah, that's a great question. Um so I guess you could say it started with, since I was three years old because my mom used to say, she'd always joke and she said that I would run up to strangers in the grocery store like Kroger when I was three years old and would hug people randomly and say, I love you so much. And they'd be like strangers. <laughs> and my mom would be like, honey, you can't, like, you can't, she's like, it's so, like, she was, it's a fine balance, you know, because she still wanted me to love people, but she didn't want me to talk to strangers, you know, obviously, right, being course. three years old. <laughs> so, it, honestly, I, I joke and I say that it really started since I was three years old. Like, my mom said I was born out of the womb talking. You know, I love speaking. I love sharing wisdom. And um, that's part of the reason that was what I was going to say is, you know, the vlog that I do, my video channel and stuff, it's all just because – sharing wisdom. Like what is wisdom going to do for us? Like it does a lot, but what good is it just to keep it in our head? Like knowledge is nothing unless we share it with others and like apply it to our lives. And so that's why I love like the podcast or whatever. But when I started, it was essentially, so then what, so what happens is we start at three years old. We, you know, we're born just really alive to life. We love people. Like there's mm -hmm. just no like, oh, strangers, there's no bad in the world. There's no war. There's no hate. It's just all pure innocence. And then we grow up and we like we fall or we get rejected in middle school or we get made fun of. And all of a sudden we learn that the world necessarily isn't this Pollyanna place where everything happens the way that we want and all people are good and all that stuff. And things happen to us. Life happens. And then we start creating our these these beliefs about it and how it should be different and it should be not this way. And so that's what I did. Essentially, I grew up and I believed that the way that I was raised shouldn't be this way and I should have a different thing and I should be in a different spot. And so I was really angry. Like I grew up really angry as a teenager, yet I still had all that love hidden mm -hmm. within me. And then it wasn't, it was through a series of coaches and mentors and therapists and, you know, everything besides medication, I will say that, but, um, 
that really got me on the path of, okay, I want to help people. And then it was through Dale Carnegie, actually, when I started teaching and working for their company that I really realized, wow, I can do this. And it doesn't matter if I'm 15 or if I'm 50 or if, you know, I'm 90 years old, I can do this and I can help people because it, because it doesn't matter. Essentially, it doesn't matter what age we're at. So um, that's kind of how I developed and then now it's like, you know, I'm still developing all the time. It's like, once you think you've arrived, watch out. Because right. <laughs> one of my great mentors tells me that all the time. He goes, don't ever think that you've arrived because then something will come up and just smack you right in the head and say, you're not there yet. You know, it's all about the journey and getting there. So that's kind of how I got to where I am in a short, short piece. No, I, no, I think that's awesome because even – looking back through my own life and when I'm asked questions about how how I got to where I'm at now and in my own head it makes a lot of sense but when I say it out because things that happen in life are so random mm-hmm. that it's like one of those things where you you go through so many different you know moments and I like to refer to them like every moment that we have is important because you can't so true you can't like neglect the moment that you're in now expecting for something at the end of the week to be super huge because then you're missing out on that part of the journey. So I find that it's to be, so true. Yes, I find that to be true as well. But for you having to go, you know, through uh, different therapists and counselors was, was that something that was hard for you to accept? Because I know as, as people, we like to, you know, portray ourselves as, you know, stronger than, than we are and, like, nothing's ever wrong with us and just that, that invincible, invincible person. Was that something that... Like, I don't need help. Right. Was that something mm-hmm. that you just accepted that you wanted to go through with or what was your involvement into to doing those things? Here's the thing is every successful person and every person on earth now that is just, like, where you think you want to be or who somebody who has it all or whatever that may look like for you... They all got there through other people, period. Like you need, we all need other people to get to where we want to be. And if you don't, and if you don't, it's, you lead a very lonely life and very unfulfilled life. We need other people. We were literally created and designed to need other people and connection and love and help from other people. And I sure as hell knew I couldn't do it on my own, you know? And so... The thing is, is that what I loved more, what I wanted more, like a successful life and help people, that trumped my pride to wanting to do it on my own. And I didn't care how I had to get there or how I wanted to impact people. I had to find a way. And that way was through other people. And so I didn't care. I asked everyone I knew for help. And to this day, every time I have a conversation with somebody like this or just through just a good conversation through friends or whatever, whoever I'm talking to, I always ask you know, what is the best piece of advice you can give us, me, or this generation? You know, what? what's the best piece of advice? What's one thing you wish you knew earlier in life? Mm-hmm. And I keep those, and I just keep them, and I, and I really apply them to my life because I'm thinking, wow, this person that took 60 years to get this piece, I got now, right. and I can apply to my life. And so the truth is, is no, I always – always saw asking other people for help as essential to my growth and development. And it's true. Like we really got to set aside the whole pride and feeling like I got to do this on my own and I got to hustle and no, it's the community around you and the community that you create around you and 
to be open and vulnerable and like really committed to asking for help is that's what we need to do because you know what I'll tell you being strong is asking for help mm. not the other way around it's it's you're really strong when you can be vulnerable enough to ask for help because we need other people in this world it's just the way that it is mm. being strong is asking for help i love that because for me growing up it since I'm the older brother, especially the, for men too, yeah, you know. Exactly. Since mm-hmm. I was the older brother or the the one that the the kids were supposed to look up to, and I didn't want to be the one that had to ask for help. <laughs> so that that took me some time to understand that it's it doesn't matter what your age is or if you're old or, the, or anything like that. It's, it's like, the fear of looking bad though, you know? Right, like if exactly. we ask for help, then we are openly admitting that we don't have the answer in that moment mm-hmm. and that we don't know what to do. And so it makes you look like people have this persona that it makes you look bad or it makes you feel like it makes you look weaker. But really, like when you humble yourself and ask for help, I mean, gosh, those are the people that are really going to soar. Exactly, exactly. Because no one, like you said, no one can do it, do it alone. It takes a, a person who puts aside their ego and their pride to realize, like, it's, there's so many people that can benefit each other if they just opened up a little bit. So I, I, I love that you were saying that. And can you just talk about, you know, what what you're doing now? I, I do have your book right here, um, The Millennial Makeover, and I am <coughs> curious to to understand like how that book all came about and and what motivated you you know to write it yeah um (laughs) so I don't I I, you know what I wouldn't say that I was motivated to Mm -hmm. write um to what write it because first of all you have to understand I never took a writing class I never considered myself a writer um, but what I, I always did love to write, but I never considered it as a career or anything like that or anything that I could really use to help people. I just like to write. And, um, you know, I always preach or say or whatever is say that like once we step out of fear and into courage is usually when things start to happen because that's exactly how that book blossomed mm. is I was working for Dale Carnegie at the time and I, mind you, I was doing everything. I was instructing, I was getting massive training, I was getting like trainings that you just that no 18 year old 19 year old have ever you know that would dream to have the opportunity and so and I, w- I was getting paid a salary you know whatever I was 19 and so I really felt though this deeper calling within me I'm like gosh I just feel like there's more I can do like mm-hmm. and I found myself asking like is this all there is and don't get me wrong like Carnegie is amazing and they've been around 100 years no company if it's not working is around for 100 years and but I felt like for me there was just something deeper for me and my message, and so I quit. And everyone thought I was crazy. Everyone was like, "You're quitting a salary job and you're doing all these crazy things." And and I went back to my old serving job. They're like, "You're crazy. You're nuts." Mm. But I felt like something inside me had to be created. And then I'm not kidding you. A month and a half later, I say God wrote this book, not me, because. Wow. He, I, it was, I was channeled. I was up in the middle of the night writing. I wasn't tired during the day. It was pure inspiration. It was, and then my idea to interview all millennials and then the parents of millennials and put them in the book that also came from, you know, my desire of wanting to bring everybody together, not just do my own thing. I wanted to bring everybody into it because it's not about me. And, um, so that's like how it happened. That's seriously how it happened. And, 
like, I, I just want to speak to that for like a second, but yeah. like you, how you were saying, like, you know, how do I get that? Like people ask me all the time, Haley, how do I become successful or how do I become a successful entrepreneur? And, you know, in English, it goes back to like who, what, where, when, why, and how. Right. The number one thing that people always get stuck on is the how. Mm-hmm. And that is the hardest to explain, is it not? Like yeah, it you really just said, is. it's the hardest to explain. <laughs> you know why? Because it's not important. The how is not our job to know, which is why nobody can really give you a, a clear answer of how they did it because it's not our job to know. It's just our job to focus on the who. Mm-hmm. Who am I being? Am I being loving? Am I being success? Am I like being, am I acting the way that a successful person is supposed to be? It's not how, it's who am I being? And if you focus on the who, the how takes care of itself. No, exactly. I, I 100% believe, uh, agree with that because even for myself, like my why for, for what I do yeah. is, you know, to fulfill life's yearnings. And, and for me, that means being free and being able to embrace who I am and my truth and then also being able to inspire others to do the same. And so when I get that question of, uh, oh, Blake, how are you going to make that happen? I said, I mean, I I, I don't know. It, it <laughs> Yeah. That's the honest truth. I don't really think most people know how they're going to make something happen because even as you were saying, it doesn't matter. It's once you – put your boots on the ground and you start working towards that, things will just start appearing. You know, they'll, yeah. they'll, be, they'll be so much more clear than as if, as if you were trying to write a whole plan, like I'm going to start this day and, and try to make all these steps happen. That's, that's unrealistic. And, and while we do talk about not being realistic, but there's a sense where you can't be so straight and narrow and want to have like this perfect script of, what you're going to make happen. Because even for me, for the show, for doing, you know, speaking in schools, none of those things were happened the, the exact way I wanted them to happen. I just had that, that idea, wrote it down, okay, this is where I want to end up at. And the steps that led me to there, I kind of just made up, okay, so what will it take in five steps for me to be in some school speaking or to start my own show? And I just did little topic sentences pretty much wrote down what it was so i gotta come up with the show for instance for the podcast the end goal was to release a a podcast on itunes so that's the end goal so how do i do that in reverse order i said well i have to have episodes to put out okay so how do i have to put episodes out i have to record these episodes okay how what do you do before you record them i have to either write them or interview people to get them on the show and i just left Mm -hmm. it at that Everything else that happened just kind of, you know, came from being in the zone and it's going with the flow for whatever that passion was extending from. So I'm with you on that as well. And I just wanted to read a part that I found in your book that I really liked and just wanted you to, you know, touch on that a little bit more because it, yeah, it please. that was, that stood out to me. And it, oh, here it is. Yep, here. Yes, it's the part. It's a, it was a part about age, and I loved it because it said when you were talking about on in the intro, and I think this was by by Doctor Susan. Mm-hmm. Yes, and she was saying, you know, that age is meaningless when it you know when it comes to sharing love, and mm-hmm. that, that stood out so much to me because when I 
when I did a speech at a middle school, uh, one of the ladies who worked in the cafeteria, she came up to me and was like, aren't you a, you know, a little too young to be giving, you know, a motivational speech? Mm-hmm. And I, and I, and I said to her, you know, I am young, but that doesn't mean I don't have a, a voice or a message to give back. And what, what would you say about that? Yeah, you know what? I get that all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's almost to the point now where I'm embracing it. Oh, I'm yeah. embra- I'm embracing my youth. Um, here's the thing, like what you said, like you have a message, right? Like none, nothing else matters. You have a message. And as long as you are being and acting out your message, it doesn't matter if you're bald, if you have blue hair, if you're tall, if you're short, if you're 80 or eight, literally, because we like, what about children? Mm -hmm. We can learn so much from children. And seriously, the way that they sometimes just act is when things come into their lives, just little kids, we can learn so much from them. And I, I just feel like anybody that has life that is breathing and that is doing something through pure intention and pure love, it's not our jobs to put a limitation. As soon as we say, okay, here, yeah, Blake, that's really great, your message, but you're, you know, 24. What do you know about life or whatever, you know? As soon as we do that, we're putting a limitation and we're totally disregarding what you're saying. And you have to remember that some people, People, it's not about you. It's people will respond into the way that they view their own life Mm -hmm. and the way that they see things. Like, so for that person, they might just see somebody young and they'll associate that with they don't know anything about life. And I'm not discounting life experience. There's a lot of people that I learn from that are old and wise and mature, and I really leverage that. But age is meaningless when it comes to sharing your message, and that's my mentor tells me all the time, and it's actually from Sue. She tells me all the time, the one who wrote my introduction. Mm-hmm. She says, you have a message. That's it. There's nothing else besides you have a message. And if you can really remember that, then I promise you, people won't, they won't even think, age won't even come into their mind. And and remember that what what was reflecting, like, back at you is essentially might what you still have in the back of your mind, like a hidden fear. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't really like you might be confident in your message, but there still might be some underlying message. And I'm really young. What do I know? And so I've really had to deal with that too. Like that is a limiting belief that comes up a lot for me is I don't know a lot of this. Who am I to speak on this? But my dear friend just told me yesterday, she said, who are you not to? Right. And just that, I think that's what I would say is you just have to keep in mind, like, if you know your mind, like your goal and why you're doing it, like you said, your why, then nothing else matters. And eventually, once you really feel that, then there will be no question about age from other people. Mm. No, I love that. And um, just going off of a couple of things we've been discussing, you know, love and millennials and, and, and following that message, what what's something that you know, has been the, the, the biggest frustration that you've encountered so far? Just curious to figure, to learn more about, you know, the, the struggles that you go through, even as you advance forward. Yeah. Gosh, that's a really good, that's a really good question. And it's really important because some people will look at us and say, oh, wow, they have it all together. And Mm -hmm. people have said that, like, how are you so happy all the time? It's like, I'm not happy all the time. Um, but 
I think one of my biggest obstacles is sometimes knowing if I'm doing the right thing. Mm. Um, as far as like, there's so many things I'm passionate about. I would call myself a multi-passionate person. And so sometimes I get really hung up on the next step. And you know what? When you embark on something like, you know, creating your own podcast, creating your own business, being a coach, whatever it is that you want to do, it is so unpredictable. It's not Mm -hmm. even funny. Like you will not know sometimes your next steps. And that's what I get hung up on a lot is my obstacle. And honestly, I am in my own way sometimes. Sometimes I just need to get out of my own way. And I'm the one that creates those obstacles. Um, but once I remember just like what it is, what am I saying and what is really important, then it all falls by the wayside. But I've had days where I just sit in my office and cry and have no idea what the next thing to do or what, what to write, or I have complete writer's block and I really have this message inside me and I don't know where to start. Mm. And so hear me when I say it is not a clean road. It's mm-hmm. very messy and it's very unpredictable. You won't know sometimes the next step. And you will literally sit there at your desk and say, what do I do next? Where, what do I do? Am I on the right path? And when people say finding my purpose and finding my passion, and it's like, it's such a beaten down topic, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, no, you just, you can't know that sometimes. You can't know. But you just have to focus on who you are because you will attract in your life who you are, not what you want. Mm-hmm. And my those are my obstacles. <laughs> Sometimes just not knowing where to go next. No, I think I think I'm the, the the same way, and 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 that's why you know when I'm telling people about what I'm doing, I, I try to make sure that it's someone who's kind of in that same wavelength. Because there was a, a guy that I met at, and I used to uh, this past summer teach people how to do stand up paddleboarding mm-hmm. over over in Walt Lake. And there was a stranger who was walking on the beach, uh, older guy by the name of Paul. And something that he shared with me, you know, it still kind of stuck with me. It was that when you, you know, when you carry yourself like a certain way, and that means that you're at, you're at a certain level of, you know, you have this certain level about you that that allows you to be able to you know connect with others or or to be or to be in that moment with someone and open up to them, and 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 what I took away from that was that even when we have these moments when when we're stuck, it's just always so valuable to realize like if it's making you happy in that moment and because even for me I have I'll have my days like man I really don't know like what the heck I'm gonna do next you know or 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 being in that age where I'm 24 and you know just having odd jobs or whatever to to get a little money in so I can still pursue what what it is that lights me up you know to me that's more important than than money and 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 trying Mm -hmm. to live how other people would perhaps want to see you as because you know I've gotten that when I was younger. You know, you should probably do this route, or, or mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe you should think about pursuing this way. And and for me, that that was never really something I felt strongly about. And so as I've gotten older, I've just realized that heck, if I don't know what I'm doing, most people don't know what they're doing. As long as I'm doing something that I love, or at least enjoy to to do it every day. And the thing that I've also realized is that the people who we think you even mentioned this earlier, who we think have it all figured out, you know, they don't have it figured out either. 
Mm-hmm. You know, every everybody, every single person has a voice that they can use, and I think that's another thing that gets people held up is is sometimes how the how the books are written. You know, the self development books. It it kind of at least this was true for me earlier on is that the books kind of like pigeonhole you mm-hmm. towards towards like a certain way, and mm-hmm. so person A would be like, well, such and such wrote their book, and this is how they did it. So now I have to subscribe to their method of how they made things happen. And I think that even messes people up even more. So it's it kind of stuck, had me stuck for a little while just trying to move yeah. forward. And you know what? I have to say, I have to tell you that I used to take every self-help book mm-hmm. and I used to just go word by word. And you know what? It's so self-destructing sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm a self-help author, okay? So I absolutely, my commitment and I this is how I wrote my book and this is how I'm writing my second book is like I and somebody told me I had a meeting with a gentleman two weeks ago and Mm -hmm. he told me and he said I really loved your book it's really great but you know what he goes it was really relative and there was no absolutes in there I'm not sure I like that and I said that is how I designed it. Mm-hmm. So instead of looking at it, this is the only way and the way, and this is right, and this is not, this is not this way, but do this way. I purposely designed my book to where I just say, try it on. Like, just try it. If it works for you, great. If it doesn't, disregard it. And I literally tell people to right. disregard the things in my book that they don't want, that they don't, like, resonate with because I don't want to be somebody else's voice. I want them to hear their own voice. And so I will continue to write every single book that I write. It will be that in that way. It'll be a conversation and it will say, it will be, you know, try this on. This is what worked for me. If it doesn't work for you, that's great. Then read another book. That's right. why. That is exactly why the self-help industry is a billion dollar industry. They're all, we're all saying the same thing, but people resonate with different people and that's mm-hmm. perfectly fine. You know? No, I definitely agree. So people listening in, you know, even when you listen into the show or you read different books, especially Haley's book, I really enjoyed it. And if you're, you know, looking through those things and something resonates with you, you know, use it. But don't, don't even what we're saying. Right, right. No, don't rely on it too heavily to the point where you're holding on to like every single thing that we say and and you have to validate it through whatever we're talking about. If you feel passionate or strongly about you know, a different approach, then, you know, use your approach. It, it It's okay. You don't have to go through like, well, what would this person say about me doing this? It, this isn't about being judgmental or trying to force you into, you know, one way of thinking. And I, and I think Haley, you know, gets that. And, and I, I, I feel strongly about that as well. It's just that I'm just sharing what's in my head and... And what's in my heart. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And what's in my heart. And if it works for you, great. If it doesn't, that's that's great too. But at least as it it keeps the the conversation going, or it gets you thinking about stuff that you hadn't thought about before. That that's what my job is. And nobody like, knows right. you like more than you know yourself. Exactly. Nobody knows me more than me, and nobody knows knows your listener right now on your podcast better than them. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, all we can do is offer, 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 offer. And that's why I always say I offer this. It, this it, and then with an offering, it, it you can accept it or you can deny it. It's not like I'm, you know what I mean. So right. that's that's what you're doing. You're offering a platform with your podcast of people to tune in and, and maybe get some insight or some wisdom that they can apply to their life and make their lives better. But that's all you're doing is exactly. offering. 
Yeah, I'm not chasing people down. Hey, you better yeah, do this. <laughs> you better you better do this or else. <laughs> yeah, that's so wonderful. It's so perfect, all of it. Absolutely. So I I, I know you mentioned your your second book. So what's what's yeah. all of that one? So my first book, I I loved. Mm-hmm. You know, it was really great. But obviously, a writer needs to write, and I just write because it's it's who I am. You know, I love writing, and um, so. My second book is about going back to the basics for our generation. So creating a foundation, creating a foundation that we can all kind of go back to if we feel stuck, right? Right. Kind of like what you're creating here, but like foundations of what is important in our 21st century right now. Like what is really important? You know, our, our generation, our society is plagued with anxiety. We're, we're really plagued with fear right now. You know, that's like the thing is, where do I go next? What do I do? What is my purpose? My passion, you know, all of that. And so it's really, the second book is about exploring what really is important in our generation and how we can, um, leverage them in our lives. But the most important one is love. And so this book is heavily talked to, it's talking about love and relationships and connection and how we can enrich our lives more, but having a foundation, like that is what I'm creating with the second book. That's awesome. So what is, Mm -hmm. what is love? What is love? That's such a great question. You know, love is different for everybody. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a universal topic. It is, it is. And it's spoken a lot. Um, and I once heard that if you define love, it's no longer love Mm. because once you label something, it no, it no longer is what it is. It's Mm. what you label it. And so I can't really put words on it, but I will say that love is a way of being and it is where we originated from. It's who we are. It's who we are is love. And um, and that's, yeah, that's the, that's what I'm sticking to. I don't want to put any more words on it. And I think they have to experience it for themselves. And so that's kind of how I write the book is, okay. um, is it's in that way. So there's no definite answer because that's for other people to figure out. You know, if I tell you love is love is when you reach your dreams or love is treating people nice or love is this, love is that, you know, it's, then that's my definition. And then they, and that might be hindering somebody of really fully experiencing love on their own. Does that make sense? No, that makes perfect sense. So what do you, so what do you feel about labels then? Cause you said you don't like labeling uh, love with the definition. What's your take on labels? Yeah. Well, I think that when you call something, something, mm-hmm. then it is shoved into the box of that thing. So I'm I'm going to try to see if I can explain this where it's like concrete, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not just out there. Like if I say this person is whatever I say after the word is is my it's it's my it's my opinion about them and then they are now stuck in my mind. They're now stuck in that box of what what is, what I label it. Mm-hmm. And so if I say this person is mean, Mm-hmm. Or this person is kind, then all of a sudden you are limiting that person to what they can be because you because you, uh, you're putting a label on it. Right now, I'm not saying that you can't make it make an awareness about or an observation like, wow, what that person did was kind. Mm-hmm. But to define them right after is to one word or to define something as this experience was crappy. Mm-hmm. 
then all of a sudden you're putting it in a box where it cannot be changed. And so you limit it and nothing can fly, you know, mm-hmm. you know, when it is limited. No, absolutely. I agree with that because none of us are just one dimensional. We have so many yeah. different things to to offer and it, it, it's not That's fair. what keeps right. people stuck to is I am not smart or I am not mm-hmm. old enough or I am not this. And, you know, Wayne Dyer, you know, rest his soul. He just passed two weeks ago and I loved him. But he always said the words of God are I am. I am that I am is what God said. And so everything that we say after the two words I am, they're so powerful. That creates our life. So if you say I am not smart enough or I am too young, then that will be your life. Everything will show up in your life of you be, of all the reasons why you're too young to do what you want to do or why you're too stupid or why you don't have enough money. But that's why if we start to change the words from I am and not label people and not label things in our life that happen, but just see things as they are, then we can really catapult ourselves up. And it's limitless. It's unlimited to what we can do and what we can achieve. Wow. So – from there, I am. If you were to say this, and I do this as well, you know, I get in the, get in the mirror in the morning and I say, you know, I am fulfilling life's yearnings today. I am, you know, uh, I am passionate about working on my show and and passionate about connecting with others and just being truthful and honest with them. What what do you say for yourself? What do I say? I say, actually, I have it right here on my desk so I can remind myself. I am being authentic to who I really am. And so I think I just want to be really authentic. You know, I have a lot of them. Like mm-hmm. I am, I I am loving. You know, I am peaceful. I am, I I have a lot of them. But nice. that was that is my most useful one. Is I am being authentic to who I really am because if we really look at who we are, we are we are limitless and right. we are love and we are successful and we are all these amazing things that that we say that we are and that God, what God says that we are. So. Um, that's what I say. That's so cool. I love, I like yours. Oh, thank you. Yeah. But I absolutely agree with that too, because I just did an episode about, uh, how truly amazing, you know, that we all are and just talking about different things that, that humans have been able to do since the beginning of time. And I I think that one of the things that people forget is that if you're here today, it's because your ancestors, you know, were, know smart enough and strong enough to be able to survive and you're just a continuation of all of those traits and now they're inside of you so whenever you're mm-hmm. kind of like feeling down or like you can't do something remember you can do anything you just have to have that that belief in yourself that many generations before i even got here my ancestors you know were survive to make sure that eventually I could be in this spot where I'm at now and we're in the and I feel one of the the best generations for being able to make things happen we're limitless in our potential there's so much for us to be able to do you know you can reach people around the globe and and build something or whatever it is that motivates you to to get up in the morning and I think that's just awesome especially for our generation and that's why you know I wanted to have you on Haley just someone else who I think is you know truly fulfilling life's yearnings and not saying that you have it all figured out I don't have it all figured out but you're still working you know towards that every day and 
And well, that's why you called it fulfilling exactly. life's yearnings instead of fulfilled in life's yearnings. Because, right. you know, because the ing, you know, implies that we're always going to be doing it. Absolutely. And, and, you know, a good friend of mine, just really quick, we were talking this morning and she is so wonderful, mind you. She's like a meditation teacher. She's just an amazing woman whom I'm lucky to have in my circle. Mm-hmm. But she was just saying that when you don't know what to do, and she was talking to me, she's like, why don't you just like practice being like Mm. pure awareness, like just being really present to whatever it is around you or who's around you or your thoughts or whatever it is. But if you don't know what to do, practice on just being Mm. and being who you are, you know, just like just sitting with yourself. Like it's like, it sounds really airy fairy and like spiritual and stuff, but like, it's so true. Like if you just sit there and like, wow, like I'm so lucky to be alive right now and just practice being and aware. It's like, you're, you'll know what to do next because you'll just be so engrossed in that moment. No, exactly. Cause we're, we're human beings, not human doings. So yes, I love that. That's what I love. <laughs> We have we have to be where exactly you know in this moment and and just be one with yourself. Get rid of all the distractions and 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 and, and don't let those affect you too much. I mean they're always around us, but you just got to remember just be. Take a deep breath in and know that you're perfect. Exactly. You mm-hmm. Like you're whole and complete. Like just the way that you are now. You don't need fixing. You're not broken. Things you're you know. It's just that's the way that it is. That's awesome. So I, I did want to ask you before we get out of here, what is it what is it that you feel helps you I know you're talking about being your authentic self, but how does that translate into you being able to connect with others, you know, people that you don't even know and 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 reaching out to them? So like how do I like how do I connect with others? Yeah. Like how do I get over that fear or whatever? Um Gosh, you know, I just, well, it comes back to realizing, like, one of my other mantras is that just, like, we're all in this together. Mm -hmm. And if you're afraid, so are all the people around you. I mean, everyone, everyone is essentially going through the same things because we're all human. And we all have the same fears, the same, the same, you know, there's the same wanting, yearnings to wanting to be loved. And we want, we all want that relationship that really fulfills us. We all want to have fun in our lives we all want to be we all want the same same thing and we just all have different paths on getting there whatever we want or whatever it is our life mission is but what I really try to practice and when I say practice is because obviously sometimes I do not do this most Mm -hmm. sometimes I don't but is when I'm with people I try to just be with people, like with that one person and really listen to that, what that one person has to say. And so I don't really look at it like this big whole community of people that I want to reach, but who is standing in front of me right now? Right. And I always think to myself, okay, what this person is saying to me right now is really important to them. And so it has to be important to me. It just, I make it a must that what they're saying has to be important to me right now because because that's what I'm committed to being in my life. You know, that's what I'm committed to is listening to people and loving people and connecting with people. And so, you know what it does, Blake, is it starts with the person standing right in front of you. Mm-hmm. And whether that, that be the, the Kroger clerk or, or your friend or your family that's really hard to get along with or, you know, if, if you're not around anyone right now, 
then, you know, do some inner work and see, see about yourself. Like, what is it like to be with me? I, you know, or do I want, is there anything that I want to change or, you know, but that's what I do is I just authentically put myself in other people's shoes and realize that like, we're all the same. Mm -hmm. We're all connected. We're all one. What you're dealing with, sometimes I'm dealing with as far as fear goes, as far as wanting love, you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. We're all going through it. So if you can walk out into the world every day and realize that every person that you see is not your enemy, but they're the same person that is going through the same thing as you, you'll have so much more compassion for people. Yes. yes. Yeah. I love that. So that I think that was <laughs> great answer. And last question is what do you consider to be, you know, fulfilling last yearnings? What is what does that mean to you? You know, I've been thinking about that this whole time. And every time you say it, I think, and I wanted to say this, but it was, um, you are answering the call to life. Mm. That's what I think of when you're fulfilling life's yearnings or like the things that you're doing. You are answering those opportunities that come with a yes. You know, you're answering calls life. So if you feel like something is really on your heart, like you're answering it, like for life yearning that's what it means to me is that you're saying yes to what life brings you and you're making lemons out of lemon you know lemonade out of lemons and you're just taking it and you're not like letting life run you you're running life your life and so that if I could say it in one sentence it was that you're just answering the call to life like we're here we're all here for a reason right now and if you don't know that reason whatever then you're just supposed to answer to whatever is happening to you right now mm. I love that answer. I think that, gosh, I wish I would have thought of that. <laughs> no, I love no, that. No, that's so no, great. No, I love like, that I, answer a lot. The call yes. Like, I just feel like that. Answer that's what you're doing, like, when you start this. Absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. Ring, ring, ring. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, I'm so cheesy. I know I am. <laughs> no, me too. I say a lot of random weird things. <laughs> but, no, that's awesome. And, and thanks for sharing that. No problem. We're about 45 minutes through. Feels like it's only been about 10 minutes, but. I know. <laughs> it flies, doesn't it? it really I guess. Do, it really does fly when you're, when you're, you know, in the zone. And so what final thoughts, anything you would want to leave the audience with today? I just want to say thanks for having me on. And I think what you're doing is so amazing and incredible because one of the things I always say, so I guess this is my last message, is mm -hmm. there's, there can never be enough. Right. And what I mean by that is there can never be enough people like you and I wanting to help the world. There can never be a cap. There are 7.3 billion people on the world that need you. They need to hear your message and you're unique. And there isn't a single person on this planet that has your gifts or what you do. So that's why there can never be enough. And tell you one thing you take a look at the world sometimes that we're living in, there can never be enough people to help either or just spread some love and light to. And so just keep that in mind, like when you're going out and you're afraid and like thinking like, who am I? This, that there can never be enough people doing good in the world. And that's what keeps me going. Yes. And I appreciate that about you. You know, I love you, who you are as a person. I love it's, you. And it's so, it's inspiring to see someone else that's, you know, doing what they feel passionate about. And, and, and I'm so glad you did this like you were at my um, book signing and like you, you and I are friends and we kind of go back 
you know, to even like high school and stuff. But like, I just think this is so great. I, I will absolutely fully support anybody and anything that is doing good in the world. And so I thank you so much for inviting me on here because it just, it also helps me, you know? So thank you. Absolutely. I appreciate it. And you're welcome as well. Um, That's the episode for today. Guys listening in, have any feedback or anything else that you want to keep the conversation going, even if it's with, you know, your family member or someone, your friends, just, just talk about fulfilling life's yearnings and, and as a millennial, if you're a millennial or even older, you know, what can you do to give back? It doesn't even have to be the whole world. Maybe you can just give back to a loved one or maybe even help out in a community or just start working on something that inspires you and, and show others that age isn't a limitation because once you say you're too young to do something or you're too old to do something, then you'll, you'll never be able to do that one thing that you wanted to do. So always remember that it's about, as Haley said, being, and we're all in this together. And as Haley soul says, let's make that splash and, <laughs> and, and go out and fulfill life's yearnings. Thanks for listening to fulfilling life's yearnings. I want to know what your biggest takeaway is, so please head on over to fulfillinglifesyearnings.com today and click on the show notes link for today's episode, which is located on the home page, and leave a comment. The show notes page is where you can find the resources mentioned during the show and will be very valuable for you on your own journey. To stay up to date about what's happening, please subscribe to my newsletter and subscribe to the show on iTunes. And while you're subscribing on iTunes, it would definitely mean a lot to me if you would leave a review to show future potential listeners of Fulfilling Life's Yearnings what you think as your voice helps them decide if Fulfilling Life's Yearnings is right for them. Now it's in your hands. Are you ready to fly? Until next episode, stay in the zone and make today a fly day by taking action on your dreams.